Hey everyone, David Kern here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode of The Daily Poem is sponsored by an exciting new book from the Circe Press. It's called Legends of the Round Table. If you love Arthuriana, you know how hard it can be to find accessible, child-friendly collections of your favorite tales. A few years ago, Circe set out to make just such a collection so you don't have to. They took the most loved tales in the most beautiful language, and added discussion questions to enable read-alouds or personal contemplation. Grab your copy of this beautiful collection of Arthurian tales for all ages to bring chivalry, valor, and feasting into your home this summer. Learn more about it on their website, circeinstitute.org books, or by clicking the link in the show notes. And with that, here's today's episode. Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. Today's poem is by an English poet, an English-American poet, I suppose, W.H. Auden, who lived from February of 1907 until September of 1973. He is best known for poems like September 1st, 1939, and The Shield of Achilles, as well as his longer poems, almost book-length, uh, The Age of Anxiety and For the Time Being. Auden is certainly one of the most important of the 20th century poets. In 1947, he won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry for the Age of Anxiety, and he was a professor of Oxford, a poetry at Oxford, for five years as well. Uh, and he became very influential. Uh, he also, I think, bridges a gap between early 20th century poetry and the poetry that came to define the, the mid-century and on. And although Wikipedia suggests that he is perhaps a lesser figure than, say, Yeats and Eliot, I'm quite fond of his work and uh, think he is uh, worthy of being read and read some more. So I'm going to do that. Today's poem is going to be called Their Lonely Betters. This is a uh, great summer poem. So I'm going to read it well, once, share a few comments, and then read it again. Here is Their Lonely Betters by W.H. Auden. As I listened from a beach chair in the shade to all the noises that my garden made, it seemed to me only proper that words should be withheld from vegetables and birds. A robin with no Christian name ran through the robin anthem, which was all it knew, and rustling flowers for some third party waited to say which pairs, if any, should get mated. Not one of them was capable of lying. There was not one which knew that it was dying, or could have, with a rhythm or a rhyme, assumed responsibility for time. Let them leave language to their lonely betters, who count some days and long for certain letters. We, too, make noises when we laugh or weep. Words are for those with promises to keep. This is a poem, I think, that, as with so many poems, is about poetry. And there are several clues to this. The first being perhaps the most obvious one, but also being the last one in the poem. That line, words are for those with promises to keep. That seems a pretty clear allusion to Robert Frost, a poet who was a contemporary of Auden's, a little bit older than Auden, and who certainly seems to have influenced Auden's work. We also have the line about how the robin doesn't know that it could assume responsibility for time with a rhythm or a rhyme, which uh, speaks, I think, to meter and, and the, the, the form of poetry. We also have the idea that 
the poet longs for certain letters. And so put all those things together and we have a poem that seems to be contemplating poetry. And I think about this poem a little bit the way I think about Wendell Berry's Sabbath poems, poems that Berry wrote while he was taking walks. And, and you, ha- you can imagine Berry walking on his farm, walking on the hillsides and crafting his poems as he goes. Here you can imagine Alden sitting in his chair, which he says he's, he's sitting in his beach chair, right? So he's sitting in a beach chair in the shade, summertime, and he's contemplating the world around him. And he's taking it in and he's thinking about the way the world has such depth of meaning. And he's also endowing it with some meaning as well. He is being contemplative, which is something that the birds and the creatures don't know how to do. They're not capable of that. And there's an interesting essay that was published by the British Library uh, back in 2016 by a uh, professor named John Sutherland, who's written over 30 books and is an expert in Victorian literature and publishing history. And uh, in it, he writes specifically about this poem. And I want to read uh, a little bit about it. You can find this on the British Library's website. He writes specifically about this poem, and he writes these three paragraphs, which I want to share with you before reading it one more time. He writes, quote, The poem goes on to wrestle with that perennial problem for poets. Is language a blessing or a curse? Would we be happier if, like the beasts in the field, the birds in the air, the fish in the sea, we did not have words to lie with or to think with? Underlying the poem is an essay by Freud, which Auden returns to time and again in his poetry, Civilization and Its Discontents. What, simply Freud argues here, is that the more civilized we become, the unhappier we shall be. Our aspirations, achievements, human progress, and our increasing ability to communicate is a one-way trip to loneliness and despair. But what choice do we have? We are the planet's only linguistic species. Best relax in our beach chair, enjoy the sunny remains of the day, and live with our plight. The poem ends on a sad note of serenity. Sutherland calls it a sad note. I think the word I would use is melancholy, and perhaps I'm splitting hairs, but hey, that's what this poem's about anyway, right? And I think that melancholy echoes the melancholy of frosts stopping by woods on a snowy evening, which has that famous final stanza, the woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. Okay, I'll read their lonely betters one more time, and then... Uh, We'll be done for the day. As I listened from a beach chair in the shade to all the noises that my garden made, it seemed to me only proper that words should be withheld from vegetables and birds. A robin with no Christian name ran through the robin anthem, which was all it knew, and rustling flowers for some third party waited to say which pairs, if any, should get mated. Not one of them was capable of lying. There was not one which knew that it was dying or could have, with a rhythm or a rhyme, assumed responsibility for time. Let them leave language to their lonely betters, who count some days and long for certain letters. We, too, make noises when we laugh or weep. Words are for those with promises to keep. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back on Monday with another poem for you. 
to listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com, which is linked in the show notes. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm David Kern. Till next time, happy reading.